The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And hey, baby, are you an orphanage? Because I want to put kids in you. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, oh, that did not land as well as I thought it would be. Uh, that is a listener submitted pickup line and. Okay, we'll 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 keep searching for. I, I give you an A for effort. That was an A, a for effort. effort. I, I, yes, it made me laugh. <laughs> that works, right? I feel like if a pickup line is so bad that it becomes good, then it becomes like an actual working work. line, it's, right? <laughs> My favorite is, "Hey baby, do you or are you looking for a stud? Because I got an STD and all I need is you." Um, <laughs> 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 that always gets people laughing. Like, get yes. them or lose them. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that's, that. <laughs> that works. At least from yeah. what I <laughs> At least as far as what the audience knows, it works. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, listeners, that very sexy couple of voices that you hear on the other end of the mic is none other than my new friend, Master Joshua and Slave Karma. How are you both doing tonight? Hello, Jim. How are you? <laughs> You are both looking so good. I'm so sad for the listeners that can't see this right now, but like, uh, Karma, this like mesh mask is doing it for me. And like, Master Josh is like basically naked, as far as the audience knows. <laughs> <laughs> Flapping your cock about. Can see, he's nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you can come on more than the show. <laughs> uh, and. I <laughs> took a while as a thinker. Uh, I first want to let you guys introduce yourself to our audience. I go by Karma. I am a married mother of two to another man, and I am also uh, Master Joshua's sex slave. And I am the author of Surviving Master Joshua, the BDSM memoir of an unfaithful wife. And uh, I... I'm the editor in Carnal Culture Publishing, which is an indie publication for nonfiction books about kink and erotica. And a journalist <laughs> in my free time. <laughs> and when I'm not wearing my beautiful mesh mask. <laughs> I think we covered it. I think we yeah, covered yeah. it. <laughs> um, uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, or hello, wherever you're listening from. My name is Joshua. I'm also known as Master Joshua in the BDSM and leather community. Uh, I'm Slave Karma's sex master. <laughs> We've never used that term, but I figure I'd throw it in tonight. People come to me to help them self-actualize and self-accept. 
the purpose behind my work is to help people find authenticity and meaning purpose in their journey. I've been doing it for about 10 years and it's given me purpose in life. I found my connection to God, believe it or not, through my own personal journey Whoa. of uh, identification and uh, uh, self-acceptance. What we have is, uh, is very, it's not what people think, right? BDSM also empowered me to move through uh, sex addiction, and it really helped me develop as, as, a, as a person. Aww. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that's it that's all we need to know no but that's so like cute I just wrote down sex master <laughs> sex master <laughs> mine <laughs> I'm sorry slave karma sex, sex master that's so wholesome because uh, when I was escorting and I escorted for about four years I it really did help me grow as a person and like I I, I, th I think so much of my history in sex to like credit my growth as a person and i can see that from both of you and i would love it if you could share your experience in kink and also like how you both got together before we answer that so tim if i can say thank you for your time as a sex worker people who do sex work hold space without judgment for the people they connect with or to the best of our abilities I'm and that's a very them. big deal <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm so judging, man. Judging Internally. myself. <laughs> but there's, there's something to be said about sex work in the space that's being held. So for any sex workers that are listening, your work is important, man. Like, take the time to, to give yourself a pat on the back for being able to hold space for folks who need it. Yeah. And hire other sex workers because you need it too. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, for real, man. Like, work with the professionals. Work with the professionals because we understand we totally understand what it means to, to not be objectified and to be seen and heard and to feel safe. Well, for me, my uh, kink journey and both of us being together are one and the same. <laughs> I'm a reporter. I was, uh, for a conservative outlet, I was when I met Master Joshua. I was, uh, I was a little tired of the kind of types of stories I was reporting on on the regular, and I was looking for something more risque, and uh, and a friend introduced me to a uh, Joshua's partner who organizes BDSM parties, uh, Joshua's dead partner. I was going to write a story about kink and religion, how they intersected, the, the interplay between those two aspects of human being. When I got to the... That was my... First, the first party I attended, right? The first, my first contact was BDSM in the real world. And it was a shocker for me because it became immediately evident that my interest in this goes beyond the professional. And it was a shocker because I never, like, I, I always liked, you know, uh, novels and movies about BDSM, but I never thought it was real. I mean, it usually came with vampires and werewolves. So, uh, <laughs> Your Twilight. Fifty Shades, yeah. was even, <laughs> 50 Shades was even less like realistic than vampires and werewolves. So I thought, okay, this is, you know, this is a fun type of fiction, but it doesn't really exist uh, in the real world. And to find it, to find it's made out of real people, people, you know, like me, with, with professionals, teachers, uh, accountants, managers, parents, and to talk to them first and see that we, we, we have a lot in common. We, they're just like me. And then 
they left the room and they came back in in in, in leather and in leashes and on uh, on collars and in bodices and like looking like something from a completely different movie. I watched them interact and it was kind of it was uh, it was both jarring and beautiful because I never saw anything that naked. I never saw people interact in that sort of that honest and primal level. Mm-hmm. You know, Have was, you had any like, like sort of exposure prior to that? Like, I don't know, light choking or handcuffs or whatever? No. <laughs> no, I, I came in like as a... Uh, so it that's was actually a, big, a good question. Uh, I've, I've never asked you that. Like, what was your, what was your like sexual experience? Before yeah, prior to that, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I never asked straight that stuff. Straight and narrow. <laughs> no, but like straight and narrow differs between people, right? That, I guess that's a conversation we can have at another time. Uh, you actually did ask me that. I'm sorry, sir, to contradict you. No, no, He's that's good. Cool, He's got holes in his memory. Yeah, my about he asked big. me the second time we met. <laughs> really, did, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, that was second five years ago. That was like... Uh, yeah, it's good right away. <laughs> <laughs> Describing eye roll to her. <laughs> So from that, uh, seeing all those bodies and everything, what was your reaction? And then, like, what was your next course of action? I'm married plus two kids. So for me, discovering a newly found interest in BDSM is not good news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was kind of like, oh shit! <laughs> I wish I wish this happened way before. I, I'm way too married now. I. And Master Joshua was, was, he was the organizer of the party. He was kind of like the focal point of the party. Uh, he, he was my contact for the story, right? So I'm like, I'm working with him. And while I'm working with him to write the story, he's kind of working with me. I have a lot, I had a lot of questions and they were burning questions. And I was like, uh, help, <laughs> help. I'm really interested. Help. I don't know what to do. I'm married. I'm interested. I'm, and he was like, uh, yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen your eyes? <laughs> yeah, they're very pretty eyes. They're like piercing through the screen. They're really nice. Aww. Wow, like nice description. <laughs> no, like, she's so beautiful to me. We'll get there. But she, her beauty is, is like, <sighs> if you listeners can only see her. Your eyes lock at that party, and then all of a sudden, it's like sparks are flying. So that's on your end. But I, but I want to hear Master Joshua. That was on her end. <laughs> on her end, yeah. But I also want to hear like Master Joshua's side of the story. So like, what was your experience before this party, and then like leading up to you meeting Karma? So I've been doing this uh, for about a decade: uh, professional domination and uh, producing and hosting events. Uh, she showed up late to the event, and we actually had to wait until she showed up before we could start our discussion room. I, I didn't. I didn't think description they would wait eyeballs for me. to her. <laughs> when she came in, we introduced her to the group, and it was a good, sizable group. It was about thirty, 30. people. The topic was BDSM and religion, and believe it or not, there are a huge crossover. The level of vulnerability that we reach and that we're hoping to share on this level of identity is. Like, this is fundamental. This is foundational stuff. Uh, and this revolves heavily around shame. Shame happens to coexist in religion, in many religions, and the way that they're taught or uh, projected, right? So there's a heavy correlation between it. Now, when she came in, 
the idea of normalizing BDSM is a priority to me, right? Being able to get what this lifestyle is out there and spoken about on a day-to-day level like Fifty Shades was, but like legitimately is a goal of mine. And she was coming from a, a credible news source, news outlet that could give us the opportunity to really shine a light onto what BDSM is and isn't. So I wanted to open the doors to her for accessibility to what the lifestyle is. I, I met her in the hallway. I could see the wheels turning in her head. I think I look like a light, light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I think at the end of the day, the only thing that keeps people from opening this door to non-traditional sexual behavior, right, or BDSM or kinks, and fetishes is vulnerability and feeling safe, right? Having a partner that you can actually say something to without the fear of them judging you. Actually, did you use the article as an excuse to gain access to something like that? To say, to say this gives me permission to go in? No, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And that's a real thought process, right? In a way. I mean, it was, all, it was, it was in the background. Cool. It was, it was, it was, it wasn't, I'm going to write about BDSM because I want to get into BDSM. It was more like, my life is missing something. I need something more. I don't know. Like, just what I told my uh, colleague who introduced me, I'm like, I need sex, drugs, and rock and roll. F- something. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily BDSM, but BDSM, um, after Fifty Shades, since Fifty Shades was the first book I read, uh, almost the first book I read in the genre, right? And it was, um, it was somehow what was shocking was how popularized it became and how I, I did not like the book. I did like the topic. And after that, uh, m- books just started spilling out, right? So since Fifty Shade until I met Master Joshua, I was kind of reading them nonstop. <laughs> what? This is all news to me. No, this is great. This is great. I love to hear that. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, there was like no no time when there was not BDSM in the background. And I guess it developed a kind of big itch, I guess. Dude, this is a big deal, Tim. <laughs> You're discovering no, something about it. Yeah, no, and that, that, that's what's great is when we get to talk about this stuff, because our goal is to be able to tell our story and to show how accessible BDSM is. So we get to talk on quite a few podcasts and as we share, we process and we hit topics that we remember. This is brand new and it's incredible because it all makes sense, right? It's like, for me, it's all, it's, it always started out of the blue, but knowing that there was a process to get here. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I'm like so excited. <laughs> Wait, how, how long have you guys been together again? Between four and a half years. About four and a half years. Wow. So like, that's a lot of time to get to know someone. So it's really nice to see you get all giddy, like discovering something new about <laughs> your... Dude, every, every, time we, every time we get to talk about this, because what people don't realize is we, when people say uh, it's, you need time to process, process doesn't just look like you sitting there and thinking about it, because how much time do we really sit there thinking about shit? Not much because we're too busy with life, air quotes, right? But when you get to sit and talk about your journeys with each other to someone else, you get to reflect and remember from a different point of your life. Because I think when a lot of people remember, they they associate the feelings with those memories. 
But as we talk about it, we're not, we don't have the feelings with the memories. So we can look at it from a different perspective and then maybe feel the, the feelings at some point, but they're, they're totally new because they're from a different perspective. So to hear that karma had been looking into this in various degrees for however long before, it's like that, ad, that adds a weight to who I am in your life. It does? How so? Yeah, because like this is the, the figure, mm -hmm. the I'm the Christian Grey. <laughs> But there's but there's there's a there's a purpose like for my role in your life that I had no idea. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. What's up, all you sick fucking perverts? Don't you just love love? The Love Shop has everything you need to feel the love in the air or in between your legs, wherever you want, really. They've got everything from vibrators, lubes, lingerie, and even full-sized sex dolls. <laughs> While I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Visit loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim at checkout for 15% off the whole store. And the best part is that they ship all over Canada, US, and... What? Ireland? To all my whores in Dublin, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and check out code sexedwithtim for 15% off the entire store. Now get to fucking. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping. Oh my god. I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. It is interesting to hear someone that is just entering into the BDSM scene and like what their thoughts are and like, you know, because I've been kinky for so long now. So it's always nice to, you know, get someone's fresh take on it. And I would like to know, Karma, what was your first scene like with Master Joshua? Like, was it overwhelming? Was it like, what did you do? Uh, what were your feelings, your thought processes? Okay, can I give you a little bit of the background that led sure. to it? Because yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, we started out from a story about religion and kink. Very 
non-confrontational. <laughs> However, as I began to, is it okay? Yeah, yeah please, as please, I, please. As I began to interview um, more people, one of the interviewees uh, um, told me, you know, religion and kink, it's all good, but you should really explore what the Me Too movement did to the kink world, to, did to the kink scene. And I was like, okay, what's what's going on there? And, and the person said, well, there's been like this... Uh, this wave of accusations on 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 uh, Facebook and FetLife. FetLife is like Facebook for kinksters. And even the accusations against Master Joshua, and I'm like, whoa, hold on there. <laughs> what accusations against Master Joshua? Because I've been talking to Master Joshua for some time now, and, and we were, well, not that much time, like two weeks, but very intense two weeks. <laughs> you know, now to put this in perspective, when you open this door to BDSM um, and, and the journey, the information you're sharing is to a level of vulnerability that most people have never shared. And when you receive so openly what feels to be without judgment, it's very validating. So when you have that open space to really share and connect, you're saying things and you're connecting at a speed that is unheard of because this is the realm to talk about the most taboo and undiscussed thing in society today, well, at least in America, is sex, right? So you, you happen to get diary of the mouth and, and it's received very well. And a lot of people connect really quickly. So... Things develop really fast. Two weeks, right? I'm, I'm talking to people who know him. I don't know if I'm talking about the story or about him. I'm like kind of investigating both. Uh, I'm married with kids. I can't be doing this, uh, but I'm not admitting to what I'm doing yet. I'm just working on a story. There's no lines crossed. And this person tells me there's accusations. So I follow the lead and I read about these accusations and I confront Master Joshua about them and I asked him about these allegations and his answer to me sounded like this needs further clarification and you know what, maybe I'll go ahead with that story about kink and me too and maybe you'll be in it. <laughs> I, I guess I was uh, somewhat, yeah, that, that kind of... To think that this person who I was already emotionally invested in, even though I didn't admit it, had something going on, that, 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 that made me both angry and frustrated and want, wanted, I wanted to get to the bottom of it. So I said, okay, so how about we write a story about Me Too and, and the kink scene, Me Too and, uh, at the kink scene, uh, instead of what I was writing before. Are you open to it? And he said... I'm an open book. And uh, we went through that. We went through the interview to that. And after I interviewed him on that, his partner asked that I drop the story. And because they've been through a lot with the accusation. At a certain point, he was like, listen, my partner at the time uh, did not... We've been through a lot. And... She doesn't want this story. She doesn't want you to run with me as the primary case in this story. Keep me on background. Don't, don't put me on the record. Don't spotlight this story as, as the, the, because it's going to be a feature, right? A feature has five or six instances. 
So don't make this your, your corner piece. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? You let me in. You opened this door to me. You let me into this world. You, you, you showed me, you, you, you truly let me into your world. I'm not going to burn you, right? You're, you were kind to me. I'm not going to be unkind in return, but, but why do you bring me in with all the shit hanging over your head? <laughs> and he said, uh, I trust karma to protect me. And I said, it's not karma, it's me. That's how I ended up with this name, by the way. Uh, uh, but after that happened, he was, uh, now I've been, we've been circling for about, for a few weeks and the tension was, was palatable. The attraction was palatable. And so after I said, I'm not going to burn you, he called back and he said, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to have a scene with me? And I was like, I, I, I need a second. Let me call you back. <laughs> it was very, it was a very, cause that was a moment of choice, right? Because I didn't do anything until then that would risk my marriage. I wasn't like, that was a line that I had to decide if I want to cross or not, uh, for, you know, that, that's a heavy line, but even while I was like, I can't do this, I was like, I have to do this. <laughs> life beckons, you know, life beckons on, on one side and, and no, um, plus Master no Josh is sexy. We get it. it. We get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Stop hitting on my master, man. <laughs> it gets tiresome. Everybody does I'm just it. trying to uh, steal your man. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Nothing. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you oh, God. Okay. Stop flexing for me, daddy. <laughs> are you too done? <laughs> You can spank me sleep. Alright, oh, okay. Go. That was uh That was your scene. That was the scene. That was the, <laughs> that was that that was the slave spanking the master here. Yeah. I'll probably get it back later. <laughs> but that was the scene. Anyway. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was, I came back that afternoon for my first scene with Master Joshua. It was an impact scene. Uh, it was the first time in my life that I was uh, spanked or flogged or um, on that bench. Or it was the first time for everything, really. So to define scene, a scene was our agreed upon uh, energy exchange, physical interaction, intimate time that we spent together where... We negotiated what was going to happen, and Ish. we <laughs> and uh, I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, so I'll go with <laughs> your word. But uh, we that was our that was the point where we had privacy and we were able to share this energy exchange with each other. Yeah, um, he was like, uh, "How do you want to be?" Dressed. You can be dressed. You can be undressed. You can be partially dressed. No, 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 no. I didn't say it like that. I said, dr- be dressed to your level of comfort. Because I've been saying that shit for years. So it, yeah, wasn't, okay, it wasn't okay. that. It wasn't that. Because for me, I don't want you to be in a position of discomfort or vulnerability that you're not comfortable with. Right. So if she were to say, I don't want to get undressed, that's cool too. That just means I have to 
flog a little harder. I mean, you got to make me work a little harder because it's not the same between skin and genes, right? Right. But, but I also want you to be in a space where you're not thinking about being too vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? I want you to know that you have your own power, that you have your own space, and that all we're trying to do is exchange energy on a level that, one, I w- oh, did I want to seduce her to a degree? I would say yes, right? Because she's beautiful. And she, she drives me nuts in a good way. But she also had given me safety in a time that wasn't safe for me. Right? So it was like I wanted to, I wanted to give her something that I could do to let her... Pay back the kindness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she can understand, so she can taste what this is. Mm. And what was that taste like? <laughs> what was that taste like? Hmm. It's in the book. <laughs> There's a description there that's just like that. It was like, like wine, like oxygen. <laughs> Can I just say how courageous it is that you decided to write this book? Because not many people would be open to like discussing about their infidelity or whatever in such an open way. Like, what, what made you decide, like, okay, this needs to be written about? Screw the articles, screw the conservative outlet, whatever. I'm going to write this fucking book. Well, it kind of wrote itself. I mean, it started out as an article, right? So I'm starting. So I was already writing it. It started out as an, uh, as an article. Then it became a series of articles. Then it became a journal as, as it was his request that I keep a tab on my thoughts from, from almost day one, that yeah. I keep a tab of my, on my thoughts and feelings, I just journal them from, from the time more or less that we met, right? So there's this journal and this experience is happening and it's building up and I let him read the journal. So the journal became sort of like a, a venue of communication with him, right? I couldn't tell him or show him or, or act on what I was thinking or feeling, but I could write it and he would read it and he knew, right? That was a way to, to share something where, where you can't really, you can't walk up to a person and saying, hey, I can't tell you that I'm having a crush on you, but I'm having a crush on you, right? But you could write that. You could describe what you're going through and let the person understand where you're standing. And, uh, and that's... That's how the book evolved, chapter after chapter, and it became sort of as as we went along, and and our relationship became more turbulent, and it became more there was more confusion and 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 fear and and drama because I am married, and this is not something, and it became something I was not supposed to be doing, and then something I was lying about, and then something I was desperately find trying to find both a way out of or a way to sustain or it became very writing was the only way to manage and find peace it it was kind of like my compass right and as as this grew i was like this this is going to become my right now it's 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 i'm in hell and this is hectic and confusing and right now i'm lost but when i'm but one day this will be a book. And once, uh, once that became, uh, uh, it became my, my guide, sort of like a guiding light. 
and a purpose throughout all this turmoil. Can I read you a paragraph? Yes, please. Okay. okay. Moving around the room, adjusting the lights in the audio system, Joshua explains what's about to happen. He will ease me into it. No bondage the first time. No marks. 40 minutes to an hour. Finally, he positions a full-length mirror across from the bench. So you can see me, he smiles, and gestures for me to mount. Climbing onto it, I look at us both in the mirror and smile back. For a moment, nothing happens. The music, a slow, gritty, bass-rich Marilyn Manson build-up. Then Joshua hands slide down, slide over the back of my neck, gently massaging. Down my back, over my ass and legs, they move, acquainting themselves with the terrain, allowing me to acquaint myself with him. I breathe out a silently shuddering sigh. I let the journalist go. <laughs> I let Cinderella go. I let David go. I let go of everything but his touch. I'm so grateful for it that my eyes brim with tears. Up and down, Joshua's nails scrape my skin, eliciting shivers. He takes his time, willing me to relax. I'm his canvas, being filled out with broad light strokes. Slowly, without alerting me to it, his attention centers on my ass, caressing at first, then kneading, then spanking. The first gentle slap lands so organically that I don't even startle, and the ones that follow stem from it so effortless, effortlessly that they fall right in place. So this is what it's like, a warm, dark, reverberating sensation that keeps us on spreading out, taking on a lovely sting when the pace picks up. The impact ripples through my body, grounding me, a perfect counterpoint to the constant hunger of being alive. <laughs> I lean in for more, and Joshua pauses to pick up a flogger. A storm of hot, tingling sensations, ranging from soft and sh to sharp, rains down on my ass, back, shoulder blades. I hear my own breathing now, fast and rapturous. So does he. I resist closing my eyes and look into the mirror as often as I can, because the intensity in Joshua's eyes is like water, wine, oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> he catches me doing it one too many times, chuckles, and moves the mirror aside. <laughs> Sensations blurring to each other. The exhilaration sharpens into something just short of ecstasy. Joshua shifts me several times, pulling me by my hair into the position he seeks. I want to thank him every time he does it. He's allowing me to feel him more now, brushing against me, hugging his arms around my neck, pulling me up against him so that his breaths are in my ear, his jaw against my throat, his stubble scratching against my cheek. He runs his nose down my neck, subtly inhaling just as I inhale him. I swallow a whimper and cling to him not daring to pull him to me, but willing him closer. I want more. 
He gives more. <laughs> Shoulders down, ass up in the air. He instructs. Haha, <laughs> I can't even instruct that. <laughs> His voice strained. Ah, so not untouched. Oh, I remember that part. I can feel that part now. <laughs> A man after all. But is he letting himself be affected for my own sake or his own? Both answers are pleasing. Sex, raw, and hungry is permeating the sensations now. Joshua has me dismount the bench and lean against it. Spread your legs, he orders. <laughs> That's about how right it sounds, right? <laughs> Spread your legs. A sequence of well-aimed strikes with the flogger, landing squarely on my pussy, leaves me panting and trembling. Coming from behind, he holds me tight, clasping my palms together my back, uh, behind my back with one hand, pinching and twisting my nipples with the other. I gasp, the pleasure spiking dangerously, even as my mind shies away from it, leaving a taste like ashes in my mouth. This wasn't supposed to be sexual. A cold, observant part of me says, You're married. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I push that voice down. There will be plenty of time for guilt later. Right now, I'm eating my cake. Can I, like, give you both a round of applause? <laughs> that was, I, I had, like, I had, like, 17 ejaculations. I have, like, mm, I, I need a cigarette. This, this e-cig is not going to do it for me. But, like, Wow. Like, you can tell you're a writer, girl, because, like, that was so descriptive. Uh, your use of, like, metaphors. And I was like, uh, hand like a paintbrush. And I was and, like, the way you described his stubble on my cheek. I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yes. BDSM and power exchange isn't what people think it is, right? I'm a grown ass adult. Right? I will never ask her to do something I wouldn't do for myself. I'll only ask her to perform to the best of her ability for her own benefit. And in return, what I want is to, to be able to be myself with her when we're together. And that's what we get. And she also does some awesome fucking Photoshop stuff. I thought he was about to say how I give good head, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. It's That's right. No, listen, I mean, listen. no, listen. Wow. Photoshop. <laughs> no, no, there's no Photoshop there. Listen, I don't mean to brag or toot my own horn, but I have the tightest butthole in all of the greater Toronto area. So let's see your head game with my anal game. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt your game one bit, but no, I, I'm so happy that like uh, you're on you this journey. You just told me about your STDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> I great is that she's so, she's so fucking funny, dude. If you ever sat in a room with her, she knows that she needs to be a stand-up comedian. Witty. That's what you need, witty, dude, for real. Yeah, 
your next you, your next routine your next event should be uh, as stand-ups doing uh, in your full master slave getup that would be <laughs> that would be a show be, and my for my next act I will disappear my hand into my <laughs> Now you see it. Now you don't. <laughs> I'll make her talk without moving my lips. <laughs> oh my god! Well, wow. Okay, I just wanted to like uh, wrap all of this up in a neat little bow because I feel like at the end of the day, when it comes to BDSM and kink or the lifestyle, whatever you want to call it the lessons the the values that we take away from this is respectability accountability comfortability and it's like and uh, and last but not least no, authenticity. not comfortability not comfortability not comfortability, not authenticity. comfortability. authenticity 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 can be there yeah. yeah authenticity yeah. and introspection that's yeah. it. you yeah, yeah. you have to be uncomfortable you have to be able to say i haven't opened this door yet and let me look at now you have to be comfortable with the people around you You have to feel safe but you can't sit in comfort if you're trying to push boundaries mm, yes be okay with the with with expanding your boundaries with like uh, your horizons and everything and like wow yeah, you, you guys yeah. just like seriously like summed it up in like the best way i possibly could i actually don't know where to go from here but i think we should just like leave the audience with something uh such as where can people find you guys on the internet if they want to get to know you more so surviving master joshua the bdsm memoir of an unfaithful wife by karma said Google it. It'll show you all the places that the book is sold. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's on Google Play. It's on Amazon. And it would soon be an, an audiobook should be available soon. Uh, and you can also find it through survivingmasterjoshua.com. Um, I can be found under masterjoshua.com, kinkcollective.net. That's K-I-N-K collective.net ssdce.org that stands for sanctuary for spiritual development and consciousness expansion.org um, all of those websites are built around personal development and self-actualization uh, people come to us for validation and existence and trying to understand themselves and the roles that they play in their own lives uh, you can also find me on social media under master joshua nyc that's Instagram, Twitter, yada, yada, yeah. <laughs> All that. And for those of you listening, I will put all of those links in the show notes. And just give it up one more time for Slave Karma and Master Joshua. You guys are just so amazing. You are, uh, I feel like people should emulate the kind of uh, BDSM relationship that you guys have if they're ever going to get into one. And yeah, I'm just like so thankful for both of you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and your experience. And I hope that whoever made it this far into this chaotic ass episode can take away <laughs> the same things that, uh, I, that I learned from you. And I, I just, I know I can't thank you enough. I'm, fe I'm feeling a lot of things right now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> from one sex worker to another, uh, it, it's just like very, awesome. um, you know, I'd, it, I'd, it, I'd it, love to hear. I'd, I don't know if your yeah. listeners would love to hear what you're feeling, but I'm sure they would. Tell us what you're feeling. Oh gosh, I'm feeling happy, a little nostalgic. I'm feeling, 
um all the feelings right now i don't even have the words for it like uh it's just nice to be in the company of like-minded people that in a world that is so quick to judge our kind of lifestyle our kind of sluttiness and it's like you know kindred spirits gathering together you know i like it yeah yeah Um, for sure yeah so uh to anyone that made it this far into this episode thank you so much for listening to another episode of the sex and Tim podcast and i will see you all at the next one bye thanks for listening to the sex ed with tim podcast sex ed with tim is created and produced by me tim lagman music is aces high by kevin mcleod follow me on twitter and instagram at gay slut clown and at sex ed with tim you can also like and follow me on the sex ed with tim facebook page if you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah.